We the millennials. For real, we back and we working. All of these clowns like to stay in the circus. They do. K dot be bringing the proof, but none of these people like hearing the truth. I'm not a fluke. I'm not a rat. I'm not a snake. Cause I got your back. Now listen up closely as we spin facts. Now listen up closely and just relax. Millennials versus the world. Okay. Millennials versus the world. Okay. Millennials versus the world. Okay. Millennials versus the world. What's up? Millennials versus the world. What's up? Millennials versus the world. Okay. Millennials versus the world. What's up? Millennials versus the world. What up, what up, what up, man? We got the Millennials vs. World Podcast. It's your boy K.Mims checking in. The only spot you get authenticity and entertainment at the same time. Man, I've been on a little hiatus because I've been peeping what's been going on. And what really brought me back to the game today, are y'all peeping the College Hill um, Marathon? BT popping off. BT went back black for they, uh, for, I think it's their like 40th birthday. They black again for the day or for the week, however long this is going on. But it made me think, yo. And and it made me think, but before we get into that, let's talk about this NBA young boy thing real quick. I'ma give it like two minutes of fame and then we're gonna get off of it. First of all, I think he's an absolute clown. I don't listen to his music. I don't really follow him like that, but the things I do see, he's a clown. Second of all, his girlfriend, Yaya Mayweather. Did I say that correct, Britt? Yayana, whatever her name is, because I don't, I don't be all in people's business. Bro, like, let me get this straight. Not only, see, this is where cycles come into play. Not only did this dude get caught up, but he didn't escort the side chick out. He escorted you out. And not only did he escort you out, but you go back and stab and do all that, go to jail. And not only do you go to jail for this man, you come back. And be all up under him after all that happened and listen to this dude call your dad what he called him. A BA. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't trying to get on the but like, let's get this straight. Let me, let me, let me let me let me let me let me let me just try to fathom what just happened. So I get caught up. I don't put my quote unquote wife, as he called her, because that was a cop out when he said it. I don't put my wife out. I mean, excuse me, I don't put my side chick out. I put my wife out. And not only do I do that. I call her dad all types of names, which may be probably one of the richest athletes, black, one of the richest black people in the world right now. We ain't got, we ain't got to talk, well, close to, I should say one of the richest. But anyway, I do that. And then this whole time I'm expecting her to say, like, what level of stupidity does that, like, what does that come with, bro? That ain't love. That ain't struggle love. That ain't, oh, you got to go to something. That's straight idiotic. Like, what, 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 like, help me understand. And that goes back down to this. It don't matter. It don't matter how much money you came up on. It don't matter what you've been exposed to. It don't matter what you've been, quote unquote, raising your kids to do, talking to them. Kids, boys and girls do what they see, not what they're told. I ain't saying Floyd was a terrible father. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is she must have seen some things for her to feel like that's okay for that to happen. And I'm going to be right back in the same predicament that uh, that that I was in before. I, bro, like. You got like a whole aggravated, you got a felony if I'm not mistaken. Like who who who's who's moving like that? In the same day you get out because that Rona, that Rona got out now. That Rona, you know they're doing the Rona, got out, but you get out and then you go right back behind my man. But anyway, man, that joint was idiotic. I'm not giving that the whole episode, bro, but that's what's wrong with like I don't know if that's standards, expectation, quality, like quant like qualities of a person, the characteristics of a person. I don't understand. What makes somebody do that? And he's a clown. Like, money has to mean that much because bro is a complete clown. But anyway, man. On this Millennials versus the world, man, you know what we coming to? 
we're going to talk about what it was like to grow up millennial. We're going to talk about what it was like to grow up millennial. And if you're a millennial, uh, almost millennial, older than a millennial, you grew up millennial today because that's what we're rapping about today. Hey, man, this is what made me think about this. So all these producers and everybody that's going back, first of all, DJ D-Nice be killing the game. If you don't listen to us, uh, Club Quarantine, After Dark, you need to. But anyway, what really, really be getting me, man, and what's so funny is as you listen to all this music, you think about where you were in the time. Do y'all remember when we had CDs and you had to get on fr uh, Frostwire or LimeWire and your homeboy had to burn your CD? I need 16 songs and you had to write down every song you want. You had to burn that joint and you had to keep it in the case because if it got scratched up, it wouldn't be no good. Like this is when you had to put the CD in the radio. This is like when you wanted a stereo for Christmas, bro. Like, that's the number one thing, bro. So, like, it was so funny. Me and my wife was rapping about, like, when you grew, grew up millennial, music was so much harder to have access to. Like, people would drop singles, maybe two, three, four. After they dropped the single, then they would go uh, drop the album. So, you had to wait on that. And when you had to wait on that, like, you was cool waiting because it was like, yo, the single, I'm going to wait on 106 in Park, and hopefully it make the top 10. Then I'm going to watch uh, uh, Hits from the Streets. Then I'm going to watch Rap City in the basement. Then I'm going to watch Big Cedar. You know what I'm saying? You got it about four or five times a day before it came out, man. So growing up millennial, number one thing, man, music was the golden era. We came up where our old school was that dope old school. The music we came up in was like the people that's really doing it, like the Millennium Tour, all those people that's doing their things now. We came up when they was like in their prime, man. And like that whole era, we probably saw boy singing boy groups die. We probably were the last era to have like actual boy bands, like really going in. And granted, I ain't listen to all of them, but if you think about it, there ain't none really out there like that right now. That was probably the dopest thing that was about music then. And um, uh, and and when you listen to the music and you listen to uh, the messages in the music and you listen to like old school music when you was coming up, bro, we had no business listening to that music. Now they're a little more out there with it. They're a little more blunt with it. They're a little more like, <laughs> like said out. But like a lot of the music we listen to was saying the same thing. But if you listen to it now, you be like, bro, no wonder why my mama told me to turn that thing. Oh, every time I get that thing popping, uh, get that thing popping. You understand what I'm saying? And then don't even get me started on the club scene. Like don't even get me started on the club scene. Okay, if you do not know, it's Aggie Pride all day, all night. You know how we coming? So. Between the eight, well, I gotta say 18. Between the ages of 18 and like 21, like first of all, clubs used to be 18 on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday was 21 and up. You couldn't get in on Saturday. That wasn't club night, so turn it on around. Do y'all remember? That was like the golden era of clubs. What the dress code on Wednesday? Everybody get out of class. Wednesday was like, you got to go to the right spot. Because if you go in the right spot, it's going to be popping that night. You go in the right spot on that Wednesday. For us, at a and it was Lotus. So if you, all my a and people know, Lotus was popping on Wednesday. You go to Lotus and like, but you ain't have to worry about like the dress code was like, hey, bro, make sure your, your belt's on, make sure your, uh, you know, your pants is on your hip. Don't be wearing no super crazy stuff on Wednesday. It's low key. You know what I'm saying? You can wear sneakers. You can wear hats. Like it's college night. It's like $2 to get in. You know, we ain't having no drinks. Um... Because we was 18, it's all good, though, because that's back when we used to get in there, dance, and you come out drenched in sweat. I mean, it was like you took a shower and you did all that to go, but when you came out, if you weren't sweating, about to catch a cold, waiting outside to wait to go get the car, you really won't party like that. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, And then don't even get me started on Thursday. Thursday might single-handedly be 
the dopest night in the scene when we was coming up. It was better than Friday. Thursday was like that. I miss Wednesday. Friday is cool because everybody and their mama going to be out. But Thursday was like that day when people knew, like, uh, Music City on Thursday at A&T? First of all, it was in a, it was in a, a um, what was it in? A warehouse way out, way out yonder. That don't matter. But when it was out there and you used to go and you actually used to vibe out on Thursday night, the people that went out faithfully on Thursday didn't even care about Friday and Saturday. By the time Friday came around, you were doing something cool with your friends because the club scene was so dope that we used to go so hard Wednesday and Thursday that Friday you ain't really care to go nowhere because you was up in it. Now, growing up like this millennial, I was up in it Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, bro. I was in all of them. But anyway, in that time uh, era for us, like the scene was really about having fun. Like, yeah, you know, you have a little bit of drama. You have a little bit of, you know, fights and all that great stuff. That may happen. But the time and the club scene at the time was so dope and people actually went out to have fun. People actually like went in and like if you saw somebody vibing out and their energy was cool and y'all mix y'all energy together, it wasn't drama. It was like, yo, bro, you turn it up. I'm going over there with you. And don't get it. Don't get me started. No, don't get me started on when you was about to get a dance from a young lady. Yeah, I told somebody to know. When you was about to get a dance from a young lady, you get behind that thing and she looked back at you to see if you was cute or not. Then she looked back at her friend to be like, is he cute? And then her friend give it to her like, yeah, girl, go on, give it to him. And then you look at your homeboy like she looked at me and the friend. Because you looking at the friend as, look, you looking at her friend that's giving her the okay. So she looking at her friend, you looking at her friend, her friend looking at her, and your homeboy looking at the friend. So it's three eyes, set, three sets of eyes on the friend. And what do you tell the friend? You, the, she like, girl, go on, get it. And when she say go on, get it, you better break it on down. You already got your homeboy behind you about to hold you up. When he holds you up, you already know you're supposed to go in. Now, with that being said, everybody that's listening to this podcast, all my fellow millennials that got shot down before, if she look at the friend, and when she look at the friend, and the friend look at her, and she don't make no reaction, and she be like, mm, and look back on her phone, and the girl just stopped dancing, and you got to look... <laughs> You got to look back at your homeboy like, bro, next time it's your turn. Because if you realize, it's one bold person in every group. And when we used to be in the club, it's the one bold person that's willing to get shut down to let people know, like, okay, I went first. But the worst feeling is when you with your friends and you dance behind, <laughs> you dance behind her. And when you look, when you looking at her and she look at her friend, her friend be like, uh-uh. And she walk up and you turn back around and all your friends laughing in your face. They just be laughing like, yo. And then you low-key get mad. It's like, bro, y'all ain't do it. And then, like, after that, the whole night, like, double dot, double dutch. Do I jump in? Do I not? Do I jump in? Do I not? Now, even though we got shot down sometimes, bro, you couldn't tell me that it was worth it. Because at the time, you'll get shot down, give it two more songs, you turn up a little bit, and then you coming on back when that sweat hit. So, bro, growing up millennial had the dopest club scene to date. And it's like, it didn't even matter the rejections. It didn't even matter about the alcohol, it didn't even, it didn't even matter about the alcohol, well, all that matters is that you was with your friends, you was vibing out, and you was doing everything that you wanted to do when it came down to it, so growing up millennial club scene was by far the dopest scenes, dopest, dopest scene to date that anybody had, I don't care if you came up during Freak Nick, ooh, I need to get the big homie about that, I, I can't, I can't, I wasn't around during that era, so like he would have to, I don't even know if he went, but he would have to tell me how that was because we didn't go during that. But like, anyway, dopest era. 
Another thing, if you grew up millennial, golden music era was on fire, club scene on fire. Another thing, something that kids don't get now, they consider child abuse. We got beatings, bro. We ain't get whoopings. We ain't get pops. We ain't get please stop that. We ain't get time out. We ain't get no mental health check. We ain't get no phone call. We ain't get no checklist how you do this week. We ain't get stickers. We ain't get no no daggone uh, uh, pops on the, on the thigh. We got beatings. I'm going to tell you right now. If you grew up millennial, and in my case, a black millennial with a mother that didn't play, if you made her call out of work to come to that school, yeah, I told my they know. If she called out of work to come to that school, see, I didn't understand that at the time. You really wasn't getting a beating because she was, she was really mad she was missing money to be at school. And now that I'm an adult and you're making that bread and you got to take off, you understand what it's like when that PTO, you know what I'm saying, when that PTO only got about three, four days on it, and you got to take a half day to pull up to the school. We got beatings. Street light. If that street light got the buzzing, and it's about to come on, and you wasn't knocking on the door, beating. If you told a teacher or told an adult they was lying. Matter of fact, my mom didn't even let me say the word lying. I was telling stories until I was about 20. So if you said the word like beating. If you talk back, da -da, I'll never forget one day, you know, this is back when barbershops used to, act, you should, no appointments, you go in, wait Saturday morning, everybody and their mama in there, that's what's up. You know, a shape up was like $5, a haircut was like $10. I remember one time, I didn't mean to get loud, but like I got loud because I thought that she couldn't hear me because the barbershop was loud. I didn't get loud because I was being disrespectful. Excuse me. Do you know? That my mama blessed me so bad, I associate this, the barbershop with being disrespectful. I ain't gonna get a haircut for about two more months, man. She beat me so, and, and the thing was, I think it's funny. Like as I'm making jokes about being, getting beatings and, and knowing the lines, the real underlying thing is that, bro, we had boundaries when it came to respect and it came to adults. If you grew up in the era I grew up in, you didn't just flat out disrespect adults and look in adult, an adult's face like, hey, you better give me. Uh, you better give me respect or I'm not giving it to you. Kids didn't say that then. First day of school, teachers like didn't have to go through that because like if you didn't give teachers respect, then they had, well, if you had to call my mom, let me speak for this millennial. If you had to call my mom, I already knew what it was. But like, bro, we used to actually get beaten. So like, I don't understand what's going on to the point where like, I, when I say beaten, that doesn't mean like, oh my God, I'm bleeding, I'm scratched up. That means like discipline. Like it wasn't no little like, please stop. Now, let me tell you now, you know, with the mental health movement, with the child abuse, every kid think bad stuff is happening. I can't really get into, you know, what's good, right, wrong or indifferent. I'm not getting into that. All I know is that when we came up, my mom got with us and it worked because I had respect. Now, the one thing that I got beat the most, what I got beat the most for or disciplined the most for. Growing up millennial. Growing up millennial. Can't nobody tell me the dopest times was not going outside. We used to go outside as soon as we get off the bus. No homework required. Tell my mom I didn't have no homework. I'm getting right back off the bus. I'm not even changing my school clothes. And I'm going right back outside until that street light come on. Because during the winter, you only had to about 435 and she was coming on. And she was coming on. Going outside was the best era we've had. Period. 
when it came to growing up, man, we used to socialize. We had to call people's house phone, speak to their parents, ask how their parents' day was going. And then when their parents know you by name, you had to actually like, well, then you got to talk to the person you wanted to talk to. You had to knock on somebody's door. Hey, Mr. or Mrs. such and such, how you doing? Is so-and-so home? You didn't just walk up in people's house. They, unless you knew them, they was like, oh, yeah, hey, come on in. Come have a seat. You took your shoes off. You sat down. Hey, what's up, man? You know what? I couldn't text you because we ain't have cell phones yet. I used to come in and be like, yo, what's up, bro? Oh, you trying to go outside? Let's get it. So many days we were creative because we was outside because we didn't want to be in the house. There was really nothing to do outside, so we found stuff to do. Now, was everything we did the most, you know, we just going to skip right there. We ain't got, we ain't going to talk about that thing. And then, like, do y'all remember, do y'all remember, like, during the summer, you'll go outside, and I don't know if your parents was like this, I know my mom was like this, and she absolutely did not play this at all, do y'all remember not being able to sleep all day? Like, like, you kick the door open, you kick the door open and be like, oh, no, 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 your parents, can't, no, you think you about to sleep all day, ain't nobody tell you to stay up and just have you up looking. Go clean the bathroom. Ma I cleaned it yesterday. Up, well, some germs got on it between the time you did time you did it yesterday and now. Go clean the bathroom. It was like we couldn't just sit around in the house and sleep. Like you ask a kid now, what do you do to get home? Sleep, wake up, eat, go back to sleep. Like, bro, that's not even fun. Like, it's not that much stuff on phones or none of that to be that fun, man. So it's like growing up millennial was probably the best thing ever for me. And I may I may be extra biased. That's the only way I came up. But we went from the super baggy, we went from the super baggy clothes to the hats and do-rags. Then clothes got a little, you know, more fitted. Then the hats and do-rags, the hats and do-rags, now then went the dad hats, like now. Clothes are fitted. Do-rags coming back. They don't wear hats on top of do-rags, but they coming back. You feel me? Like, bro, growing up millennial might be the golden era of life. I said it. Like, to the point, if you're not a millennial... You shouldn't even get on this and make comments, to be honest with you. Like, I'm at that point with it. Like, that's how we had it. But, hey, man, I'm telling you right now, I want to hear every millennial experience you had, you appreciated, you cared about, everything that you enjoyed and that you appreciate now because times are so much different now. So it's your boy K.Dot Mims, man, from Millennials vs. the World Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, man. I appreciate all the love y'all been sharing, man. You know we going in until we can't go in no more, man. I'm out.